Hey, welcome to Let's Stop There. We have one hour to read self-defense techniques and how to win a street fight by James Goy Jr. I've got good news, folks. Today's the first day of the rest of your life. Welcome to the Let's Stop There Street Fighters Dojo. Welcome to Let's Stop There. I'm Austin Hanna. Hi, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hi, I'm Shane Burklow. And this week, we're reading a book called Self-Defense Techniques and How to Win a Street Fight by James Goy Jr. And I think I speak for all of us. We're coming in here with an open mind, looking to learn a thing or two about how to survive uh, a rumble in the streets, right? I mean, I think... Mm-hmm. Yeah. You never know when it may happen to you. So it's good to have something in your back pocket, like this book by James Goy Jr. to uh, kind of fall back on. This book is a blessing, gotta say. Um, I've been bumbling through life ripe for a beating. And I think it's time I take matters into my own hands. So you're going to start the beatings? Well, I may not start them, but I may invite them if somebody's offering. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody on the street says looking for a fight. I might say, you know, uh, you, you're going to say right here, right now. How about that? Now that I've studied at the the feet of the master, James Goy Jr., I will fight. Yeah, let's go. I have to say that the full title of the book is Self-Defense Techniques and How to Win a Street Fight and Using Mind, Power, Spiritual Energy and Common Sense yeah, yada, yada, to yada. Stay Safe. Yeah, this is, a, this is the first book we got a yada, yada, yada of the title. I think street fights are pretty self-explanatory. It's yeah. a little, it's a bunch of punching, kicking, uh-huh. biting. Maybe a blade. Oh, maybe a blade oh. or two. So yeah, using other things like um, uh, whatever you just said sounds pretty good. Yeah, mind power, good energy, vibes. That's my weapon. Vibes, good vibes yeah. or uh-huh. sour vibes? Depends on who I'm squaring up against. You know what could be a good weapon? Hmm. Smell, my friends. <laughs> Tell me about it. It's been my primary one for my whole life. Use it to your advantage. We'll see if the book covers it. My primary weapons are smell and sweat. You don't want to tussle with a guy who's wet like I am all the time. <laughs> so like that pickled egg. That's, yeah, that's what my parents described me as when I was born. And it's <laughs> held true 33 years strong. Dude, uh, speak, speaking of pickled stuff. Yeah. Can I yeah, tell you tell. Story? You've piqued my interest. Yeah. No, go ahead. <laughs> I was working at uh, in a warehouse when I was in college. Summer job. Uh, paint. You were, no, oh, okay. paint. It was like a paint shop. It was Sherwin-Williams. They're everywhere. You know. I recall. Yeah, I remember this. Cover the planet. That's their whole thing. Anyway, uh, our manager, so they, there's a shared fridge, obviously, in the back room. Opened it up. There was a massive jar of pickled pig's feet. Oh my God. <laughs> and it was like a, what, what an office snack. And it was like a homemade jar that he 
Apparently his wife wouldn't let him pickle his pig's feet at home. So he had to do it at work. And this guy's, this guy has a whole mess of pig's feet at home that his wife was like, take it to work. Yeah. (laughs) Jeez. Well, Hey, I can't, I've never had, you ever had pig's feet before? Did he let you sample the, his wares? uh, Oh, it had like a post-it. It was like, you cannot touch. (laughs) It's kind of, you don't really need that when it's a jar of pickled pig's feet. I don't think this is my lunch. Nobody had any of my pickled pigs. He never ate it. I think he was letting it brine or whatever. Oh my God. Let it simmer. So you, you went a yeah. whole summer working at Sherwin Williams and this man's pig's feet were just brining in the fridge. I this bet is some real if you go six, back, this is some Southern Gothic nightmare. Still shit. there. Hey, it only gets better with age. That was I a think. weird job, man. That was a, <laughs> sounds like it. Well, that was a strange aside. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I've never had pickled pig's feet. I'd, oh. I'd try it. I think most people, Pickled things are better than non-pickled things is my stance. Never had pig's feet. You never been in a fist fight. Man, what kind of life you living over there? I'm a pansy, I guess. Is what they call me on the streets. Until I start sucking down pig's feet. Did you ever take Taekwondo as a child? No. I no. No. Physical activity? No, sir. I was a bowler. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I know you're being serious. <laughs> I was. That's, that's That was the only thing that my parents accepted as physical activity that I thought was actually fun. And because it's most of the time you're just sitting around eating like chicken fingers. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't take Taekwondo. Ganesh, I know you fancied yourself a little black belt at one point, right? You had a... It's a for life kind of thing. If you want to get your black belt, it doesn't go away. <laughs> what's your move? black what's, belt for life. What's your move set? What's like your primary move? My primary move? Kicking ass. Yeah, if you were like if it, if, it, if this was uh, Mortal Kombat and we were playing yeah. Ganesh and I hit uh-huh. X on the on the PlayStation controller, what move are you doing? What's your main move? Ass kicking, <laughs> ass padding. I've been in quite a few fights in my life, and I can't <laughs> say I can't say I've ever won a fight. I, I think one really when I was a kid, and and this other kid made fun of my dad, so I I beat him, I beat him up, Shit. but. Honestly, my special move is is just taking a lot of punches. Wow, you're a tank, huh? That's your thing. You absorb blows. Hey, that's a that's valid. Somebody's got to do it. Do you say anything while it's happening, or you just <laughs> you accept? Yeah, I'm, it? I'm a real rude guy. I don't, I don't <laughs> take just, my beating quietly. I'm a shit talker and a and a blow taker. You hit me and I'll yell. Well, maybe that's something we'll learn here today is right or wrong. Who knows? Uh, it, it seems like something that perhaps uh, James Goy Jr. could enlighten us about. Do you want to read the synopsis of this book so we know what we're getting into here? Or do you want to talk about more pickled foods that you like? Should we, do you wanna, what, what, which way do you want to go here? Okra. Hmm. Oh, surprising. Is it? Uh, you know, no. I don't know. Yeah, I've never had pickled okra. It's really good. I'd try it. I'm a classic red cabbage. Oh, yeah. I like an onion. A pickled onion's nice. You could put that on anything. That's yeah. the best yeah. part about a pickled onion. That's the best part about pickled anything. Pig's feet. Throw a pickled pig's feet on a burger. Yeah, it probably tastes pretty good. Do pickled, last thing before we get into the synopsis. <laughs> Do pickled pig's feet have bones in them? How does that work? Uh, Yeah. It's like it's basic like feet. There's Just a like bone. a foot lopped off at the ankle. There's a bone sticking out. And it looks like a, like imagine a full foot of a pig. Yeah. And that's it. Nails and all. Nails? They have got like little, like fingernails. Tap and hooves. Yeah. Gross. And you're supposed to just like put that in your mouth and what? Eat it all? Do you cut it up? I don't know. Suck the meat off and leave the feet 
the the heels. What I don't, you know, that's gross. Never mind. I think maybe he was doing it as like a way to assert dominance or something. He's like, this is what happened to the last guy who dropped a bucket of paint on my floor. All right, well, good enough. I won't be trying that anytime soon, unless it's at the threat of a street fighter during a brawl. But let's hope we can read this book and avoid a situation like that. Uh, Ganesh, will you read the synopsis of uh, self-defense techniques and how to win a street fight by James Goy Jr.? The threat of physical violence from other human beings is and always has been part of the human condition. The problem in our modern world is that most people don't do enough to avoid this threat and are not able to respond appropriately if they come face to face with one or more people who wish to hurt them. All right. This guy's maybe a pacifist until he's yeah. pushed to the edge. Then he pulls out his desert eagle. No, dude. His long sword. Damn. All right. Cool. Maybe best of both worlds, bayonet on a long rifle. They don't have the proper mindset regarding physical safety, so they end up in situations that could have been avoided. They don't have a strategy for facing the threat of violence, so they are not prepared, and they don't know exactly what to do or actually how to defend themselves from an incoming attack. Honestly, it's so true, because all I'm really thinking about is how hungry I am or how thirsty I am. That's true. The last thing I'm thinking is this guy's going to take a swing at me. That's never my first thought that I'm about to be confronted with violence. But now maybe it will be. Now I'm, I'm a suspect of everybody, including you guys. As you should be. I've been wanting to fight you for a long time, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Big Shot over here. All right, I've been dude. in a lot of fights, but I lost them all. But I take a lot of hits and I scream like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I don't, I'm a pacifist. I'll just lay down. I stop dropping roll in a fight. <laughs> Yeah, you treat every fight like it's a bear attack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I get really bad. That's bit not a bear like, attack. from me. Yeah. I think you're supposed to play dead when you see a bear. No? There's Some all bears. kinds of things. Sometimes you're supposed to play dead. Sometimes you're supposed to like puff yourself up and be like, run away. Sometimes you're supposed to like boot really? in the nose. I don't fucking know. If I get, if I come face to face with a bear, all I'm uh, doing is shitting and pissing. <laughs> <laughs> same time, same place. And I'm going to be screaming as loud as I can. <laughs> Man, that's working every hole. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a hole buster. Three. That's a three holer. It's not. It's not something you want to see happen. But I do think it would be enough to startle the bear. <laughs> Whether this describes you or not, this book will help you prepare yourself for something that, though it may never happen, just might. This book will teach you how to stay safe in an unsafe world. Damn. You think this guy has a dojo? I would mm. like him to. Tra- I would like him to train me. And perhaps make me his sidekick. I can see it. Yeah? Yeah. Me and James Goy Jr. They can call me uh, James Goy the third. Oh, you're going to take his name? Yeah. That's what I, that's what you do. Right? It's respectful. I, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> that is a respectful thing to do when you join another man's dojo. I'm going to be the son he never had. And he'll be the father I did have. <laughs> yeah, this sounds good. I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to bare knuckle box the next person i see on the streets whether they like it or not do you want to jump into the book and read it yeah okay well let's go
here we are. This is the first page of self-defense techniques on how to win a street fight and using mind power, spiritual energy, and common sense to say stay, stay safe. Woo, that's a mouthful, folks. Straight from the mind of James Goy Jr. Ganesh, let's let's hit it. Chapter one. Uh-huh. Martial arts and me. My first experience with the martial arts was through a friend. I was fairly new to California from New Jersey. I had a girlfriend, Maria. I met her when I was 19 and she was 27. Damn, dude. All right. Maria had three children, four (laughs) counting me, I guess. Oh, my God. How did I meet Maria? Well, I was out riding my motorcycle one fine sunny day and had come down the Silver Strand from Imperial Beach into Coronado, and I stopped to give a young hitchhiker a ride. I took him right to the house in Coronado he was going to. On a motorcycle? Hey, man, hop on. <laughs> if I was a hitchhiker, I'd be like, oh, wait. <laughs> you would want to uh, hold hips. <laughs> it's like, I got an extra helmet right here. There maybe he had a sidecar. In that case, I would say yes. And in fact, I plan on riding with James in his sidecar when he's my sensei. I took him right to the house in Coronado he was going to. After all, I was just out riding and wasn't going anywhere special. So, Mitch asked me if I wanted to come into his friend's house for a beer or whatever. And I went in. It was Maria's house. Beer, whatever, tab of LSD, whatever you got. Ayahuasca. Maria was captivating, beautiful, sensitive, full of life. She drew me in like a magnet. I showed up there at other times. At some point, we became an item. And at some other point, I ended up living with Maria and the kids in a three-bedroom apartment in Chula Vista. Ooh. Hey, wow. Yeah, life happens fast when you're uh, living on that hog. Mm-hmm. You know, fellas? I do know about that. I've seen it on TV. Hogs. Fast and loud. And that's where I met another of Maria's friends, Frank. Uh-oh. Frank's got a... I already got bad vibes from Frank. I'm using my newfound mental uh, acuity to determine that Frank is a bad hombre. You're not You're not even there yet. <laughs> Frank could be delightful. Frank could be like our, our little Santa Claus of the story. No, I'm using James Goy's special mind power and spiritual energy technique to determine already that Frank deserves an all-time ass whooping. Frank was, I think... 26. I was likely 20 by then, I guess. Long time ago. Frank was a brown belt in Taekwondo. Okay. Maria was very gregarious and had lots of friends who would visit the apartment. And at that time, Frank was one of the regulars. So anyway, I got to know Frank and he started showing me some moves. Hmm. Before long, we were working out together. Maybe I was wrong about Frank. Maybe I have something to learn after all. Sounds like Frank's pretty freaking chill. Yeah, chill, ripped. He's got sick moves and probably a comparable hog. You think he's a hog rider? I mean, one way or another. Maybe a hog pickler. Who knows? He's got a hog. He's got a hog worth looking at. What we mostly did was lots of stretching and lots of kicking the bag. Frank. <laughs> hey, you want to go hit the garage, stretch, kick the bag? Just another Monday night. The bag is a. 1970s dime bag of the driest marijuana you've ever seen. <laughs> Kicking the bag at sunset. Ain't nothing <laughs> you better. Wanna go kick this bag. Do some stretches. Frank had a heavy bag. We'd hang it from a tree in a nearby park and we'd just kick the heck out of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, times were simple. I, I would see what, what are we doing? 
we're all caught up in this rat race, New York City bullshit life where we're just scratching and clawing for more money to pay our rent. When we could be out in California kicking a heavy bag. <laughs> I know. Uh, you ever think about that when you scroll on Twitter just past yeah. all the bullshit and you're like, I could just be kicking life. and punching a big, heavy bag. And when I get tired of kicking, that's when it's time to stretch. Yeah. I'm thinking about it right now. I'm wasting my whole goddamn life. I'm 33 years old. We could go in on a plot of land. With and a, a tree. bag. Can we get a bag? And a bag. Yeah. <laughs> Man, three men in a bag. Huh. Daydreaming. You gotta love it. Frank, who a while after I started working out with him, got his first degree black belt. He lived and breathed the martial arts, stretching out all the time, working out all the time. People refer to him as the warrior. Damn. I was so off. <laughs> Frank is so yeah. cool. He was not a big guy, but he had proven himself in real combat multiple times, in, including in at least one multiple opponent situation I knew of. Whoa. Oh, and along with the Taekwondo, Frank was a proficient boxer. He could give a good account of himself in the boxing ring without any help from his feet. So this guy was a bona fide butt kicker. That's what yeah. you're telling me. Legs, arms, fists, feet. This guy's got it all. Next, you're going to tell me he's got a PhD in physics or something. No, he's dumb as a rock. <laughs> Take a lot of hits to the head. So he was a much more well-rounded fighter than your average student of Tai No Do. I must have been a typo. Taekwondo. <laughs> wow. Everyone <laughs> knew that you did not want to mess with Frank at all. He could and would kick your ass if you gave him just half a reason. That's just Damn. the kind of guy he was. All right. Maybe I was right about Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I was just a young guy with not much to do. Frank seemed to have nothing but time on his hands. Damn. You think these guys ever kissed? Maybe they snuck one in in the moonlight, <laughs> under the moonlight. Ain't nothing wrong with it after a sweaty night of kicking the bag. Well, so it's a, a workout you do with a personal trainer where you both sit on. Uh, you're doing sit-ups and your legs are touching and every time you come up, you do a kiss. Is that what your trainer tells you? Yeah. <laughs> All right. What happens if you uh, uh, break wind in that kind of moment? You're our fired. Tra our trainers, <laughs> no, you get our trainers out. You get out of my professional? Dojo. Or do they, are they like, I don't want your business anymore? Yeah, they're not just training you fighting, but preventative measures to keep your pants in, in order, I would think. Nothing, I don't know any, pers I don't have any personal experience with this. Off on the record. I had a personal trainer for one day. I had like a, I got like a free session. Damn. And he was like, you're, you're done. <laughs> we did it. I can't teach it. you anything else, sir. You're You've trained. Got cured. <laughs> You've got the goods. Yeah, you, Thanks, you, you kicked my ass. Well, how'd it go? What was his social security number? <laughs> it went well. He had me push a big tire. And, I, and while I was lifting up this big tire, I was like, I'm never doing this again. You sure this was a trainer or just like a nearby mechanic who maybe was looking for some help? <laughs> He made me push a tire and he gave me a wrench and had me tightening bolts. So I just need two more cranks. <laughs> we worked out together a lot for hours at a time. Always with sneakers on, not in bare feet. It was mostly just him and I, but sometimes, like on the weekends, some of the guys from Frank's Taekwondo school would just come down to the park and kick the bag with us. <laughs> sometimes you just got to get the boys together and kick the bag. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is before texting. You know, this is before WhatsApp. 
group texts. <laughs> that's that's Facebook right. Yeah. Chat. This is just good old fashioned. That's true. Meet me at sundown to kick the bag. Yeah. Not even on a rotary phone, a public phone. You call them and say, I'm kicking the bag. And then you don't know who's going to show up. Now, I honestly don't know how long I worked out with Frank, but I know it was quite a while because by the last day I ever worked out with him, and I recall that day well, as you'll learn in a moment, I think I was doing every Taekwondo kick Frank knew. Tim, do you think he turns on Frank or vice versa? Maybe. I guess we'll see in a matter of seconds. I feel like Frank might propose an ultimate challenge, a duel. He's like, I... He's like, if you want the title of Frank, you must kill me. Like I killed the Frank before me. <laughs> to the death and the bag will judge. It's like the Santa Claus. When you kill him, you become Frank. The spinning kicks, the jumping kicks, the jumping spinning kicks, the flying kicks, all of them. These all sound like really technical moves this guy learned. They're hard, dude. All right, I got I to gotta teach you the spinning kicks, the jumping kicks, the, the squatting kicks. Crawling kicks. The hungry punches. I could probably do those. Crawling kicks, yeah. Crawling backwards and kicking out as if you're being attacked by dogs. They call that the crab. <laughs> One of them, even better than Frank. The jumping, spinning, crescent kick. Damn. Frank still had a slight shuffle telegraph before launching into the actual kick. And I didn't. Ooh, damn, this guy, the student has become the teacher, perhaps. I never learned any of the Taekwondo forms from Frank. We didn't work on various blocks and hand strikes as well as stances and footwork. Did some sparring. But what really stands out of my memory was that heavy bag. <laughs> and the look on his face when I took out my desert eagle. This <laughs> <laughs> is your final challenge, Frank. <laughs> Dodge this. Can you kick my lead? <laughs> Sorry. When it came to kicking, I was flying high until one fateful day, I flew too high. Hmm. The last day I ever worked out with Frank. It was a weekend day, I think, down at the park. And Frank, standing a few feet from one of his Taekwondo buddies, stretched his arm out straight and instructed the other guy to do the same. So basically, there they were, fingertip to fingertip. Creating what was, in essence, a bar in the air. Frank looked over at me and told me to do what amounted to a running, jumping, flying sidekick over the bar. <laughs> oh, dear. What could <laughs> I go? Got this. What could happen here? <laughs> over the bar, but Frank, that's too high. I've never <laughs> done it that high before. <laughs> you can do it, he assured me. Frank believes in him. Can't fault the guy. So I'll put some distance between me and them studied the bar and then I ran like the wind jumped into the air and while flying through the air thrust my right leg out into the sidekick and bent and tucked that left leg right tightly under me fists up right one forward and I cleared the bar I cleared it but then I landed on my left foot wrong I felt my knee oh, no. try to bend in from the outside of the leg toward the inside toward my other knee uh, Oof. He didn't learn that move yet. The inside out knee kick. Intense pain. Unable to walk on that leg. Straight to the hospital. Removable full leg brace for a long time. How long? That was more than 40 years ago. And I don't recall how long I was in that thing, but I do recall that my left knee was an issue for quite a while after I was no longer using the brace. Fast forward. I'm no longer with Maria. I'm no longer in touch with Frank. I'm driving down a major street in San Diego. I'd seen it before. Damn, he lost it all. 
Frank, he, they took him too close to the sun. Well, he did clear it, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, that's something you can brag about. Hey, I cleared that. I could write a book about I it. I said to the doctor, and he did. This time I decided to go into that Taekwondo school, and I didn't walk out of it for the last time until about six months later. Let's stop. <laughs> he showed off all there. of Frank's moves, and they were like, we've never seen these before. <laughs> <laughs> these doesn't look like Taekwondo to me. This is bag fighting. You kicked that bag too many times, boy. Let's stop there. Damn. I got to say, this is the best written book we've ever read. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I agree, dude. It's terrific. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I agree. It. I hope the whole thing is just casual stories about this guy fighting. That's good, though, because it gives us a little background on James Goy. And it makes me think that, yeah, he is somebody that I could trust to kind of give me the right frame of mind for a street fight. So I'm excited to see what he has to say. Do we want to jump now and see if maybe we have some hardcore advice mm-hmm. Something we could apply to a, perhaps a street fight situation coming up. Mm-hmm. All right, let's let's jump. We'll be right back with more self-defense techniques and how to win a street fight by James Goy Jr. All right, we're back and I'm ready to learn. This is self-defense techniques and how to win a street fight by james goy jr ganesh let's 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 hear it this chapter is called keeping it real well here we go Fuck yeah. this is what it's all about that's all i know how to do i think about studying martial arts again since i'm a relative recluse at this stage of my life i think about hiring a martial arts teacher to come to my home and teach me one-on-one will it ever happen i don't know perhaps time to <laughs> uh reconnect with frank it might be happening by the time you read this or not. Maybe in a month from now. Maybe never. I like the honesty. Hey, keep your, that's good. Keep your options open. That's that's my theory on things. Hey, keep it real, you know? That's how I feel about the gym. Maybe I'll be there next week. Maybe I'll never go in my whole I life. I thought your membership was supposed to start in September. You did buddy. sign up, which is... No, it listen, started. That's the right, oh, it started. <laughs> that's the right first the money, the money's <laughs> The money's going one direction, but I have not entered the doors yet. What's so. the holdup? Big dog. Did you not have to go in there in person to sign up? We did. We went in and signed up and oh, left. Okay, you went. <laughs> but were you were job. you planning on like working out the day you signed up? No, I was like, we'll ease into it. We'll join. Get my name in the books. <laughs> have them maybe you know, you know just familiarize themselves with me. We'll join. I'll pay for three years and then <laughs> go. In. Hey, that was what's that was my relationship with Planet Fitness. So why not? Let's give Blank a shot. Okay. Do you own a combination lock? No, I'm just going to have to leave sweaty and dirty. <laughs> Do you own a gym bag? You don't you don't plan on using the facilities there, I take it. Only to take a dump. Oh, you'll t- you'll take a dump there? <laughs> Other than that, I plan on just it's close to my apartment. That breaks your cardinal rule. Oh, of not dumping in public. Well, if I'm paying for, if I'm paying for it, I got to dump. That's my rule. That's my new that's my that rule supersedes you my You know what? Rules. Here, to get you in the gym, why don't you just start going to use the bathroom there? And then eventually you might want to good point. Yeah. <laughs> I'll ease my way in. And then maybe once, you know, after I've had my constitutional and I'm feeling good, I might pass a treadmill and say, maybe I'll just hop on there for a little bit or not. You know, that's the first thing James Goy has taught me is to just kind of not care and leave <laughs> my options open and not commit to anything. So 
No, I mean, we'll see. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I feel like the key to the gym is you you make it feel like it's not the gym. Like you bring an iPad with you. You put the iPad on the treadmill. And you just you just walk. I'm gonna walk in with my PS5, <laughs> the 32 inch monitor. Put that bitch up to the treadmill screen. Okay, what's the Wi-Fi? <laughs> I think the key to the gym is you just gotta go and do it, which I have yet That's to true. do. I signed. We we signed up. I bought shorts. Those first two steps are out of the way. Now I think I just got to go. Maybe just let it rip. You know what? It's like uh, what James here is telling us. A gym is just a tree with a big heavy bag. That's true. I do have to think of it like that. Maybe I'll meet my Frank while I'm there too. It's a sort of older uh, kind of brother type who can maybe show me the ropes of being a man. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking for. I haven't found it with you guys. So I'm thinking maybe I'll hit up the gym. See what's popping kind of older gentlemen there looking for a companion. Well, that's upsetting because, you know, we're both older than you. That's true. And yet I still feel like something's missing. Well, I understood <laughs> Stan, why we never had that relationship. You could never look at me like a father because, you know, that's true. Cause why? Well, I mean, I, you say it. <laughs> <laughs> No, I won't. I just look at you. I look at you as a father. <laughs> all right. Enough about me. All right. What's what does James think we need to do next? He's not going to. He might or might not have a personal trainer come by and have him kick the bag. He might order in, get some spaghetti. Who knows? I might order a, a deep dish pizza from Pizza Hut or not. Maybe we'll see. But let's keep it real. <laughs> They're doing deep dish these days. Yeah. What? Uh, I must have missed that one. <laughs> From pizza? <laughs> My God. Boy, that's bottom of the Just barrel. love yourself a little bit, everybody. That's good advice. Let's keep it real. I'm not claiming to be a martial arts or self-defense expert. I'm not an expert. I'm not claiming to be a tough guy. I'm not a tough guy. I'm not very big. I'm not very strong. And I'm not very young. I like this guy. I think he's, he reminds me of us. Very easily in a past life, if there was no bag to kick and it was a different time, he could have been a podcaster. <laughs> his output on Amazon certainly implies this guy's got a lot of thoughts. So, he yeah, could, I think you know, he could come on. I would love to have James Goy on here and read another book by him. Just already. Well, first one page down, I feel like I could. we should have this guy on. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, go on. I feel like I have a lot to learn. Yeah. What happened? Uh, I don't know. Something did something. One second. Oh, geez. Either Ganesh's cats have knocked over a vase <laughs> or we're about to witness Ganesh get his ass whooped by an intruder. <laughs> it's time for, you know, we're one page in. It's time for Ganesh to put these skills to the test. It seems like there might be a, a home invasion happening. absolutely frightened. I'm... He looked terrified. That's the guy who just threatened to fight me. Is the guy who just went white <laughs> like a ghost when he heard the some dishes clanging around in his apartment. Well, you know how he is. He's a yeller. That's true. <laughs> We're about to hear it. He's screaming. Hey. Uh, honest, that's how I'd react to. Yeah, that's scary. I don't like loud noises or sudden movements, so I get it. Jeez, I can't wait to hear what happened. What if he never comes back? We may just have to log off. I think we should. Uh, yeah, we should probably have to like call him or something. Yeah, call him tomorrow. <laughs> You know, he disappeared last night. What happened? I'll text his wife. <laughs> hey, your husband uh didn't show up for his job. Your husband seemed pierced of uh, yeah, he 
he left us high and dry and then yeah, nobody's heard from him. So, hey, he's back. No worse for the wear. Oh, he's got a black eye. He's bleeding. <laughs> hey, what happened? Oh, the cats just, they pushed a glass off something and broke it. That's all. Hmm. Best case scenario. Wasn't a big hulking guy looking to take your lunch money. All right. Well, hey, welcome back. Glad everything's going on right over there. Was thinking you might have to break out your newfound fighting skills. And regarding all of those impressive kicks I was doing a decade ago, well, I can't kick like that any longer, okay? But let's keep it real. Even at my best back then, I never figured out how to hit that bag with a head-level roundhouse kick with enough power to feel confident in ever using it in a real fight. In fact, pretty as they might have looked, my roundhouse kicks were always weak at any height. Damn. And my front snap kick might have looked good. It was fast. Great for below the waist. But it would not have aimed at. I wouldn't have aimed it that's at always, the chin. That's, that's, that's my go-to move. I'm, I'm below the waist guy. Oh yeah, just like first place. I'm going. What do you do? Headbutt or like gra- grab? Anything. Just get it. Get get at the balls. That's my rule number Headbutt one. Headbutt to the crotch. <laughs> uh huh. They'll never never see it coming. I get on all fours and then I roll at them like a bowling ball. <laughs> What's well, in your blood? All those years of bowling paid off. That's right. That was my training. That was my dojo. AMF sunset. Going for that seven ten split. I was a Bowl America guy. His bowling instincts kick in and he's got the three fingers and he pushes them into yeah. the crotch of the other That's people. That's right. I roll up like a ball and then yeah, my hand juts out <laughs> and I grab his I grab his uh you know his uh downstairs parts like a like a bowling did ball. You own a your own personal bowling ball? Yeah. Anybody in the league owns a ball. You think I show up and use the house I balls? Don't I don't I've never been in a bowling league. I don't know how Weight it is. And I, owned color. Like, I, I owned like four different balls. Weight and color. Oh, uh, I was I was like I think a twelve pounder guy. I had a uh it was like blue with sparkles. Did it have your initials on it? Uh I, as a matter of fact it did. <laughs> also I had my own shoes. How do they blue? measure your Bag. Uh, your fingers? How do they know what, what uh size to make the holes? Well, you go in and there's like at every bowling alley in America, I believe you can walk up and buy a bowling ball and they have like a little thing where you put your fingers in and they measure. They'll do the holes right. Also, serious bowlers get the have you ever seen the ones with the little tips? You just put your fingertips in and they have it. So it's not even full of holes. It's like little slots for your fingertips. That gives you a better uh, spin on it. Whoa. I wasn't that advanced. I was a straight shooter. They let you smoke a stogie while you're bowling. Didn't have much of a hook on it. I was uh, 13. So no, I wasn't smoking (laughs) stogies. I was eating uh, French fries, 25 cent French fries. A simpler time, indeed. I feel like every bowling alley in America has not changed prices. I think you could go in there and buy like a burger and fries for like a buck 50. But it's been a while. I'd love to go back. We should go bowling. We should. We should go to that place in um, Williamsburg. Gutter. It's pretty good, but it's kind of, there's like a legit no, 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 bowling no. alley. No, wait. What? Gutter's like the bar, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that because it's like old school bowling, but there is a proper bowling alley right next to it. Brooklyn Bowl? There's a real yep. bowling alley in Sunset Park, like a real ass big bowling alley. I'd like to go there. There's, um, I drove past one on the West Side Highway a couple weeks ago. There's that one on the pier. Damn. Let's go. I want to do, let's, let's do, let's go alley hopping from alley to alley. Anyway, enough about my bowling. Let's hear about this man's weak kicks. And keeping it real, those spinning crescent kicks and spinning heel kicks and whatnot, at my best, I don't think I would have used them in a real fight. That was okay, I guess, because Frank had made it a point to let me know that in a real fight, you want to kick low, period. The street is no place to be fancy. Sticking one leg way high up in the air while standing on the other leg would be, in my opinion, just stupid for most people. 
including most trained martial artists. It's just asking for trouble. It's just tempting fate. And keeping it real, and in all fairness, sure, if you're really good at it, you might be able to make high kicks work in a real fight. But I ask you, why take the chance? This is his first tip. No, write this down. No high kicks in the streets. Below That's fair. the belt only is what I'm hearing. That was my first instinct was kick high. And I'm glad he told me not to. Have you ever been kicked in the shins? It fucking hurts. Dude. It does. I don't get kicked. I've never, I don't get kicked often or hit. So no, I don't think I've been kicked in the shins. And keeping it real, we have to question if all that high kicking is really even sustainable. If you're planning on being a lifelong martial artist and to continue advance. <laughs> and and I advance, am. In a particular style year after year, being in the dojo two or more days a week for decades on end, and until just days before you die, then okay, no one is saying to you, <laughs> you won't be able to knock a person out with a kick to the head when you are of an advanced age. But keeping it real, in my mind, unless martial arts is going to be a main part of your life forever, kick low. We all get older, we get weaker, and I think less inclined to keep doing the endless stretching that being able to do those high kicks requires. True, lifelong, diehard, inveterate martial artists might love the high kicks. If there are, in fact, high kicks in their style, more power to them. I'm buying what this guy's selling. No, nothing. <laughs> enough said. I will not be doing high kicks. Oh, okay? yeah. No high kicks. I, any dreams I had about kicking high are gone. Speaking of keeping it real, we will all do well to watch videos of actual violent physical confrontations. <laughs> Street fights caught on camera. Bar fights, unprovoked attacks on unsuspecting innocent people. Well, I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> Loading up my playlist. You gonna put that on the big screen? Yeah. Let me cast that to the, the big screen. Sorry, babe. We're watching bar fights tonight. Sorry, babe. Gotta study up. When you finally start taking a look at the stuff, you'll barely be able to believe what you're seeing. No high kicks? <laughs> no crescent flying kicks? Why, I never... I, don't, I guess I don't know anything about street fights. People pulling out knives and stabbing other people. People walking down the street getting blindsided with a punch to the side of the head by someone who comes running up from on behind them. People taking multiple punches, kicks, and stomps to the head while they're on the ground. People being attacked by multiple assailants for no other reason than they were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Do I need to go on? All of this stuff is online. Tons of it. We got it. We got it. I watched some compilation videos of this stuff just a few days ago. This is the book? Is this him? Is the, this is the first book that just kind of sounds like you talking to us. <laughs> this is the book, dude. <laughs> In one of those videos, the security camera showed a woman with her back to the camera walking down a large white flight of stairs. Out of nowhere, guy sneaks up behind her and does a hard stop kick to the middle of her back. Yikes. That guy then turns around and runs back up the stairs out of the camera's view. It was brutal, senseless, unconscionable. And real. It was a good move. That's my new move. I hide in the stairs. <laughs> for the stairs of future attackers as they're walking down wide stairs alone. <laughs> my God. This guy's got a brutal YouTube that playlist. That makes my stomach hurt. I don't want to see that. No, me neither. But thank God James Goy is here to watch this stuff for us and then give us the deets. If you want to keep it real, then understand that the only reason something like that hasn't happened to you yet is that you haven't been in the wrong place at the wrong time yet. <laughs> Jesus wow. Christ. Jam. Scared me straight. Can you imagine living your life like that, thinking that that could happen to you at any minute? I, maybe I should start. Some people do. Uh, I don't because I'm pretty big. 
Oh, Mr. Big Shot. Big man on campus. Oh, big guy. All right. You think that if somebody were to just pop out some for some stairs and kick you like Xerxes in 300, you would just absorb the blow and 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 get them back? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, fair. <laughs> I guess yeah, I don't know your truth. No, I'd probably fall down the stairs and die, dude. Obviously. That would kill me. Could be worse. This is why I only live in, uh, I got to get into a first floor apartment. (laughs) This scared me silly. Yeah, watch out for your neighbors now, Austin. Keeping it real, if you are concerned about your physical safety, if you want to stay safe, you should have two goals. Your first goal should be to do what you can reasonably to help ensure you never get into a situation in which you'll be forced to use physical violence in an attempt to protect yourself. Okay. And your second goal should be to develop some sort of strategy and technique you can draw on if despite all your efforts you do have to defend yourself i've done my fair share of sparring some light some hard with the shin and foot pads chest pads headgear and so on one thing i can tell you from my sparring experience is that i was always hard to kick <laughs> slip <Slippery slipped>. fellows <laughs> i dance and shimmy can't touch me regardless of whether they used a front facing or side fighting stance i always fought in a side stance with my strong leg and arm forward and i developed the timing and the speed to be able to stop most kicks launched at me by checking or blocking those kicks with my right side kick before those incoming kicks were barely even off the ground so we're talking kicks on kicks kicks on kicks on kicks kick and kicks kicking kicks that'd be a good course you gotta get in your side stance and start kicking kicks away I walk up all staircases sideways. Watch some videos of real street fights and you'll see that almost everyone fights straight on, face to face like boxers do. And look at the most common forms of attack, such as the common circular cowboy type punch. And then imagine a guy not facing his cowboy punch, throwing opponent straight on. Seems like the punch would come right from my face. All I'm thinking right now is a big cowboy. Hmm... That's our usual fare. That's the end of the chapter, but I have to read the next paragraph of the next chapter. Okay. It's chapter three, more keeping it real. (laughs) Hey, wow. So this is too real for the last real chapter. I'm trying to keep these chapters at a uniform length. Read some of my other books and you'll see that's a thing of mine. I've got my reasons. Hey, much appreciated. I like this guy. He has a code. I haven't stopped writing since I started. And as I sit here writing, it's still June 16th, 2018. And so anyway, I'll continue right along in this chapter with the theme of keeping it real. Let's stop there. Damn. Jeez Louise. This guy, I love him. I love him. I love him. He's got the vibe. You talking about vibes? I got to talk to this guy. He's got it. James, God knows you're going to see this. Reach out. Join us. All right. Let's jump. We'll be right back with more. uh, Oh, boy. It's a mouthful. Self-defense techniques and how to win a street fight by James Goy Jr. Okay, we're back. And we've got more James Goy Jr. Self-defense techniques and how to win a street fight. Anish, what's next? What What is next for us to learn? This is what the crowd's been waiting for. This is chapter 11. Time to kick some ass. Oh, fuck. Oh, here we go. The previous chapter was written in less time than the one before it. That's always nice. 
It's way past my normal bedtime, and I don't like being up this late. <laughs> what a style. I'm in, in love with this man. <laughs> this is the best author on earth. But my sleeping patterns have been out of whack lately, and I did sleep three hours this afternoon. So I want to see if I can get another chapter in. Before I do, though, I want to reread everything I've already written, not counting the two chapters I just wrote. <laughs> after two... After two chapters of cats, rats, mice, spilled beans, and peanut butter. What? Really, we're missing a lot of good stuff. Oh my God. <laughs> Fuck. This, we should, this might be, a, we should do a two or three parter next time we read to James Coy. <laughs> I really want to get a chapter in more along the lines of what a reader might expect from a book about self-defense and street fighting. I would love to um, hear his thoughts about peanut butter and how he enjoys it. And beans, I think I heard. No promises, but let's see what I might be able to come up with for you. Back soon. Back, so what was this? Uh, take a breather, take a <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> That's amazing. Is this like a like a blog, like a live blog? That this is just this is a book. This is a book with a cover. My and you can God. buy it in you can buy it in paperback, which I strongly think we should. You know, Ganesh, you were talking about soundproofing your recording studio. Yeah, there's a lot of these books by this band. We could just line up line the walls with these guys. My God, and you'll learn something, too, while you're in there. Whew, my, my. All right, well, let's hear it. It's time to kick some ass. Regarding the title of this chapter and it being time to kick some ass, just kidding. I just always wanted to say that. And actually, it's 2.14 a.m., so it's way too late to be kicking any ass. Ain't that the truth? Everyone should go to bed at 10.30 p.m. I agree. But speaking of kicking some ass, let's talk a little bit more about self-defense and street fights or whatever. So... <laughs> Is that whatever from you or him? Just reading what's on the page. Damn. So I reread those chapters I told you I'd reread. I made a few notes. Now let's see where we go. I wrote this in the first chapter. Oh, fuck. This is meta as shit. I'm sorry. This is is good. Maybe it's just this, uh, this kind of warm beer I've got here, but this is blowing my mind. I wrote this in the first chapter until one fateful day when I literally flew too high. Reading that, I realized that I never again flew that high. That was it. That was the most notable kick of my kicking life. Hold on. <laughs> Let's pause. Pause for a second. Mm-hmm. When on this show have we ever hit something that referred to something that we actually kind of like perfectly understood what they were talking about? This never happens. This is the book. We've done 200 episodes just to get to this book. And I think this is the peak. We're at the mountaintop. Don't look down, guys. <laughs> we're, we're, we're too high. We're too high. Well, James warned us about this specifically. Uh, hold on to the bag. Sure. I got back to doing that same kick again eventually, but I never flew that high again. I guess to do so would have required having Frank and his TKD buddy hold out their arms. Just as well. You saw where that got me the first time. Something else that occurred to me that I'll toss in here because I've got to squeeze it in somewhere is that if you are or if you might like to become a dedicated martial artist and spend your life becoming expert at one or more existing martial arts, well, I think that's great, but I'm not writing this book specifically for you. Heck, if you're an experienced expert martial artist, you might well be able to kick my ass. <laughs> so uh, I think a guy like me has nothing to teach you. Whatever. Our humble king. <laughs> yeah, really. It's brilliant. That's my whole vibe. Everyone can probably kick my ass, and I'm okay with it. And I'd let you. Just keep in mind, 
that if you want to kick my ass, you're going to have to catch me first. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. You slippery devil. And you might also have to suffer through a madman rendition of one of my favorite Cyndi Lauper songs. You've been warned. Daddy dig? Daddy dig? Man, I'm going to start saying that at work. I'm sweating. To verify something. Daddy dig. I would like to add in here that I would caution you no matter what rank you hold and whatever (laughs) style to never become too confident. Keep your ego in check. Good advice for all walks of life, I think. I've heard multiple stories over the years of martial artists, even black belts like myself, getting their butts handed to them by non-martial artists. Yeah, it happens. All right. But hear, hear me out here. What about podcasters? Mm, yeah. Yeah. You ever hear about a podcaster getting their ass kicked? I haven't. They probably Podcast, should. Podcasters are the bottom rung of the ladder of physical specimens. We're too pathetic. We're dead. We're not even worth yeah, the ass kicking. Dead meat walking already. Mm-hmm. Or like two rungs below, like children and the elderly. <laughs> podcasters. Atrophied freaks. That's us. Some guys have been fighting in the streets and in jails and in prisons all their lives. It's what they do. Some guys are freakishly strong or fast. Some guys carry knives. Some guys carry guns. (laughs) That sums it up, honestly. That's about right. (laughs) Yeah. Some travel in packs. Some guys start a podcast when they're 28 years old and they don't realize it's going to go on forever. (laughs) (laughs) Then one day they're 33 and they're eating chili and paying a gym membership that they don't use. That's all downhill from there. Hey, who's to say the guy in front of you hasn't been studying martial arts since he was in the womb and could knock you into the next county with a one inch punch? (laughs) Who's to say? I respect your dedication to your art and I respect your abilities. I really do. And I wouldn't want to go into the ring or the cage with you. I wouldn't. But I'm just as concerned for your safety, not to mention the safety of your potential victims, as I am for my own safety. Let's all work together to make this world a better, safer place, all right? Let's get our heads on straight, okay? All right. I'm with you. Daddy dig? (laughs) Daddy dig. (laughs) But anyway. Daddy dig. When I first started writing this book, I imagined I was addressing it more to the non-martial artists. But now I'm starting to think that just about anyone can get something of value from reading this book, if for no other reason than because of the mind power and spiritual energy angle. I don't know how much advanced martial artists will get from what I might share regarding my fighting and self-defense techniques and philosophies, but hey, keep an open mind. This guy is probably worth starting a religion over. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> After all, some of the deadliest martial arts came about from studying the movements of animals and insects. Who knows? You might learn something. I mean, I might not be a tiger or a praying mantis, but hey, I'm not chopped liver either. No, I am. Oh, and another <laughs> word about experienced and expert martial arts. When I first got into the martial arts, I had this very naive, romanticized view of things. What I mean is, I understood that to become really proficient at the martial arts, one had to be very disciplined and dedicated. And I somehow equated that to morality and character. Like, someone with all that discipline and dedication must just naturally be a good person. So I figured the experts were all good people who would never misuse or abuse their arts. Wrong. Ooh. 
Ain't that the truth? Damn, I thought everybody who fought was a good person until now. To my slowly building shock and horror, I, over time I came to learn that not all black belts were what I assumed they would be. Some were real jerks, dangerous jerks, equipped with deadly skills that'd be out on the street or wherever actually looking for the opportunity to kick someone's ass. Can you imagine? And worse yet, I learned that even some of the masters were not as nice or benign as I would have hoped. Damn, this guy's like a Jedi of martial arts trying to take down the the dark side the sith this man's luke skywalker yeah taking down the the joe rogans of the world that's right luke skywalker versus joe rogan uh let's stop there all right well not as much ass kicking in that chapter as i'd hope but maybe some life lessons that would benefit me more i feel like i've learned a lot here today i don't know about you guys i feel like my life is better because of this book what do you want to do one more section how many what do you want to do here uh, yeah, let's do maybe one or two more. Yeah, we'll see. I got another one, another good Four. one lined up here. Like five or, five or right. six more sections. All right, let's jump ahead. To, uh, well, who knows how many we're going to do. Let's let's jump to the next section of self-defense techniques and how to win a street fight by James Goy Jr. go this is the next uh, page of self-defense techniques and how to win a street fight uh, by james goy jr this is chapter 21 and the hits keep coming Oof. that could be taken two ways i guess as in punches and kicks on the one hand or hit songs on the other <laughs> not where i thought he was gonna go with it but okay the hits keep coming all right anyway i've made some notes and plus, my mind is still all over this subject matter. So between that and that, I'll just keep going along with what I think might be interesting, beneficial, and or entertaining to you. Sound good? Sounds yeah. good. Daddy dig. Here and there in the book, <laughs> we might revisit some of the same subject matter. But I think that will add to an enhanced learning and retention process for you. Okay. I'm right. in. So here are just some bullet point nice. thoughts. Fast and loose, baby. Wait, straight up? Just... Coming at us? Straight up. Here we go. Reel them off. We are all one. If you hurt another, even in self-defense, you hurt yourself. Physical violence is always a last resort. It's plan Z. Avoid it at all reasonable costs. All right. Daddy dig? Daddy dig. All right. Use a distraction to create openings. For instance, fingers thrust toward the eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Can open the way for a low kick. This this guy's fighting from the Three Stooges school of uh, of battle. There Poke is right in the eyes there is one the solid defense to that. It's just when you put your hand, I guess, perfectly aligned with That's your true, nose. But what if notably, you're fighting someone with super long fingers, like a uh, Kevin Durant? Oh, for oh, well, he's if you're fighting Kevin Durant. You're fucked. You shouldn't even be in this fight. Yeah, this is when you go back to rule number one and don't fight. Kevin Durant would destroy me verbally, physically. That's true too. I'm way past dead already. That's true. Life is an illusion. The observer and the observed are not always separate. And in and of itself, observation is a creative act. By the mere fact that we are observing something, we are having an effect 
of some sort on it. All right. Kind of losing me here. Tell me how to kick this guy in the balls <laughs> in a different way. When facing an adversary, repeat silently in your mind to that person, I love you. Okay. <laughs> oh, all right. I do that to everybody anyway. That will help to change the whole vibration of the atmosphere and of the person. It might not keep a person from making his move, but it just might. And you've got nothing to lose. Hey, I'm on board with that, baby. Mentally say I love you as you're poking them right in the eyes with both your fingers. You know the um, uh, that old David Lynch quote where there's so many factories polluting this world. There should be factories filled with people just like doing happy stuff or like sending love out into the universe to counteract it. That's a quote? Yeah, it's, it's probably better put together. Paraphrase. But uh, I like that idea. I think it's cool. Yeah. So this is that. This is bring, put love out into the world. Use your good vibes, as we previously mentioned. That should be your number one weapon. Keep that in your sheath. Everyone has had a hard life. Everyone experiences pain. Some people try to get rid of their pain by giving it to others. That doesn't work, of course, but they don't know any better. Have compassion for everyone. Even the person eight or more feet away from you who is cursing you up and down and calling you out. Yeah, they're like, you butt munch. You like pee pee drinker you'll uh Damn, those are fighting words but i will use my mind powers to love and remember eight or more <laughs> calls me a pee drinker and gets away with it <laughs> not on my not on my block you will do well to watch videos of both real life street fights and violence <laughs> caught on camera what's right, this the second that? time he's kind of mentioned this <laughs> i don't want to watch those nah you would you would do well to watch these okay just take the words from the master remember when the internet was like new and we were in like sixth grade and the kids in the computer lab would put on videos of Russian soldiers cutting off someone's head. And the teachers mm. were just like, don't look at that. And yeah, yeah, that's- I'm done with violent stuff after that. That made me like, I think I went home early that day. <laughs> yeah, the world's fucked up. The world is fucked up. And that's why everybody was on rotten.com looking yeah. at waterlogged bodies awful. in computer class. <laughs> I do have a very distinct memory in the fourth grade of someone hopping on a computer and pulling up a porn website. In front of the whole class. Hmm. That kind of actually demonstrates the difference between you and Shane now. It explains a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually getting the origin story of both of you makes sense to me now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Shane saw a man getting his head cut off and you saw Uh some BBWs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, Whatever first trauma you come across on the internet, I think shapes you as a person for the rest mm-hmm. of your life. That's true. My first was I saw that was Tub Girl. That and I think that says a lot about me. This book has equipped you with some viable techniques, which of course you must practice as well as so a basic find philosophy. A friend or a loved one and just poke them right in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get my practice in. As well as a basic philosophy, strategy, and mindset regarding self-defense and, tr- and street fighting. Do some more research. And put together your own little personal style of self-defense. Live it. Evolve it over time. I will. I'll do little twirls and pirouettes. This next word I don't know. Iatrogenic. Oh, there's a definition. Adjective. Relating to illness caused by medical examination or treatment. Yeah, it's a thing. And it's a big thing. Start to take more responsibility for and control over your own health. Question everything. Doctors are not God. Be informed. <laughs> don't be bullied. Pressure uh, bamboozled. Going down a slip- some red flags. Going down a slip- some red- slippery slope. <laughs> some red flags from James. In 2021, uh, could be concerning. 
But um, yeah, what else? What else you got? Review the security of your home. Many homes have close to zero security and a teenager could enter undetected in minutes. That's my biggest fear. <laughs> Teens. Teens. Honestly, yeah. They're scared. Teens crawling through my windows and down my chimney. Because they're chaos and they know a lot of jokes from TikTok that I don't. So Yeah, some kid's going to bust in here and do a Fortnite dance right on my wife. <laughs> That's what I'm scared of. If you are strong, act as if you are weak. If you are weak, act Done. as if you are strong. No what? can do. Hmm. I'll go week to week. <laughs> act a week, act as if you're weaker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't even. Oh, I can't even lift my arms. My little arms are so heavy. <laughs> oh, I haven't left my house in a year and a half. <laughs> Honestly, that's how I feel some mornings. I'm just like, what the fuck is my body? The podcaster's defense. My legs don't work. <laughs> I can't walk. How many downloads do I get last week? <laughs> What's our engagement? I got a post on social media today. <laughs> uh, zero likes on the Twitter post again. Okay, we're doing good. Things are looking up. <laughs> on that note, uh, get in shape. Uh. Practice closing and opening different distances in the shortest amount of time. Like doors? Forward. Uh-oh. <laughs> huge doors <laughs> big doors small doors cabinet doors big gates Ooh. wrought iron fences Ooh. open them all now close them all that's just fun do some sprints if you feel like you're in the condition to be able to do them not yet i'm not <laughs> we'll get there you know you guys don't want to meet up and just sprint yeah let's sprint to the heavy bag and kick it <laughs> imagine the three of us sprinting in public man no one should ever see that the three of us and Maria Hernandez Park <laughs> kicking a big bag. There's some serious athletes in Maria Hernandez Park, dude. Yeah, by the name of Austin Ganesh and Shane Burklow. <laughs> look at those guys with their bag. Wow, that's heavy. That looks like a big heavy bag. Trust your gut. If something doesn't feel right, it most likely isn't. Uncomfortable around a certain person or in a certain location, get away from that person. Leave that location. Or dairy product, might I say. <laughs> Maybe you're an oat milk kind of guy. All right. Don't be afraid of it. Embrace it. Lean into it. Beware of people <laughs> who pull over to talk to you when you're walking down the street. Now that's just plain old good advice. Anybody who talks to you in public wants something. That's yeah. my rule. Oh, yeah. And I ain't giving. I got nothing to give. And especially those who talk so low that you'd have to move closer to the vehicle to be able to hear them <laughs> properly. <laughs> Avoid people who uh, mumble to you from a distance. Hey, hey. Hey, get over here. I got something to talk to you about. What? Ow. Right in the kisser. Just Oof. get out of there. Trust me. It's happened to me a few times over the years. <laughs> I've been duped by some low talkers in my day. Each time they use the low voice ploy. Each time I was walking with a good looking woman. Each time there are multiple people in the vehicle. Each time it's I had vehicle. no doubt whatsoever about what they were up to. Got a clown car full of low talkers pulling up trying to <laughs> attack me and my woman. It's a mumblers convention. Teach your children well. Maybe enroll them in a martial arts class. They can't be expected to protect themselves. That's your job. The darkness might be an illusion, but that doesn't mean we can ignore it with impunity. Mm. Okay. All right. We got to think about that. That's a thinker. When possible, strike when your attacker is breathing in or talking or processing something you just said. Or singing. We give might 
to what we fight. When someone first engages you, say in a parking lot, for instance, and is trying to, for instance, force you into a vehicle. You know, as so often happens, a low talker lures you in and then kneecaps you and drags you into their car. Huh? Did you say get closer. Okay. You going to Hardee's? Six dollar burger? <laughs> That's crime scene A. That's as far as it goes. I say you never go to crime scene B. It doesn't matter if you're being ordered into a vehicle at gunpoint. You think that's bad right out there in public? Well, if you want to know what bad is really like, end up with that predator alone at crime scene B. Wait till you're in his boudoir. Take the time to learn some simple stretching exercises and do them regularly. <laughs> sensible, sensible stuff. Calisthenics. This advice is all over the place. It's, yeah. And it's all good. It is. And it's in this specific order, too. You got to do it all in this order. It's good for your overall health and fitness, and it'll make injury while kicking less likely. <laughs> this guy's big into kicks. That's a good callback. Not much punch talk. That's the end of that chapter, and uh, we'll stop there. All right. Hey, good advice. That was a good little just list of, uh, you know, nuggets to just keep in the back of your head. You know, stretch, kick the bag, avoid low talkers, all sensible stuff. All right. You want to jump to the end? Want to take, take, take this, take us home? Yeah. Let's go. Let's jump. We'll, uh, we'll be right back with more self-defense techniques and how to win a street fight by James Goy Jr. Hopefully by now you've learned a little something from our man, James, JG, JGJ. And now we're going to wrap it up. This is self-defense techniques and how to win a street fight. Uh, Ganesh, let's give it a go. Well, hello again. Today is December 26th, 2020. Whoa. Two years this book took. And I've been away from this book for quite a long time now. Life. But anyway, it's all in divine order. I just finished a round of proofreading the of the entire book. I made some minor edits along the way. Nothing major. He missed Ty No Doe. So maybe take a second look there, James. I made some more read-throughs of the book, and we should be good to go. And we could have left it at that. But during the time I've been away from this book, ideas have been coming to me about more things I could have said. So I began <laughs> writing down some of those ideas. Oh, sweet. Another list. Wait, so this <laughs> is do it. December 2020. Like, the world is way different. At this point, this is, yeah, the throes of COVID-19. This is where we are. We're deep in it. And well, in case you haven't guessed, we're in for another chapter. Well, in case you haven't noticed, we're in that chapter right now. (laughs) So without further delay, I will share with you some closing thoughts. This first one is really big and I took it for granted. I didn't even know. I didn't even think about making a special point of bringing it up. And even now that I think about it, I'm hesitant to write it. Mainly because I can't be sure only good people will read this book. You don't want this. You don't want this kind of advice to fall into the wrong hands. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but the karma for misuse won't be mine, and I've got to do the best job for you here as I can. So here we go. We've talked a lot about kicking to the knee. <laughs> we sure have, and as well as we should in a book that is endeavoring to give a possibly smaller, weaker, older, inexperienced would-be fighter a fighting chance against a larger stronger, more experienced fighter. Mm. Yeah. 
When you kick to the knee, you always endeavor to do so when the person has most or all of their weight on that particular leg. You should never kick someone in the knee unless you intend to do severe damage to that knee. And if you are trying to cause severe damage to someone's knee, you will strike at the moment they have the most possible weight on the knee. Damn. That's That's it. crucial knee stuff that he saved for the last chapter. Damn. Good thing we read to the end. I was going to be out here kicking loose knees. Oh, yeah. That would have been horrible for you. In many cases, if someone tries to start trouble with you, it'll be best for you to remain amiable and non-threatening. It will help if you can make yourself seem unawares that the aggressor is even being aggressive. Another good word for what you'll do well is to be disarming. Smile. Seem oblivious to the impending threat. Don't acknowledge it or give it any power. It might just fade away. You catch more flies with honey than vinegar, so they say. That's right. And talk about, you know, some uh, weird guy you worked with in college who had pickled pig's feet. Yeah, that's disarming. If you start talking about pickled pig's feet, I'd be like, what, is there bones in there? <laughs> what do you do with the nails? <laughs> you eat them? You just bite into you them? eat those? If that doesn't work, well, I mean, you've read this book, right? There are all kinds of other things you can do from running to yelling <laughs> my number to one. singing to doing a sidekick or pinching someone or grabbing a handful of salt. <laughs> uh, what about pepper? There's more in this book than you will be able to retain and make your own after just one reading. Yeah, we got to take it from the top, boys. Move forward. Move backward. Move left. Move right. Move this way. Move that take way. Take it back now, y'all. <laughs> Five hops this time. Hands on your knees. Hands on your knees. Crisscross. Make your opponent have to keep adjusting himself to keep up with you. Try to make him trip over his own feet. Make him work for it. Make him react to what you're doing. Take the lead. Make him look like a dog chasing its own tail. Tire him out. But don't you get too tired in the process yourself. Being mindful and careful with your diet is self-defense against sickness and disease. You can be your own worst attacker, and you can be your own best victim. That's true. I'm going to wish I could high kick heart disease in about eight years. Perhaps some guy on the street can do serious damage to you with a knife or club, but you can do just as much or more damage to yourself with a fork or spoon. I'm going to kick my arteries clean. Uh, Here's one. Hold your arms straight out to your sides and turn all the way around. <laughs> your fingertips just traced Ooh, a circle. Yeah. Nothing can physically hurt you unless it gets inside that circle. And if something dangerous does get inside that circle, you can now physically hurt it. What about COVID-19? Hey, I can't high kick COVID-19 out of my body. Can I? You know, I'm doing my own research and I haven't gotten to that part yet. Think hard weapon, soft target, soft weapon, hard target. For instance, the knuckle end of a leopard paw strike to the throat or a palm heel strike to the head. That's my feeder. <laughs> Not my feeder. Not my feeding hole. I need that to feed. Respect. Suspect. Detect. Expect. Deflect. Connect, protect, <laughs> misdirect, <laughs> redirect, and affect. That was this Johnny Cochran. <laughs> and once you have time to disconnect, recollect, and reflect. <laughs> the Alza, this is good stuff, man. Fighting is not good. Let's just agree on that. If he didn't end on that, that he was like should've. a great he ending. Should've. That was like when you, <laughs> he, he could leave to applause after that. But okay, there's more. Arguments turn into fights, so try not to argue. Uh, I'm leaving out a ton of stuff. I just know it. I've shared a lot of useful stuff, too. I know that. 
Yeah. There's no deadline. <laughs> this isn't your homework. It's been this two years you're already. And uh, <laughs> that's the end. That's the end? That's the end. Well, the last one is, I want you to be safe. Oh, yeah, that's good. Me too. You know, thanks, James. I got to say, I, I really love this book. A lot of good advice. Good prose. Man's got a dynamite author photo if you ever get a chance to look this up on Amazon. This guy looks like, I mean, you're going to want to know this guy. Wow. Hey, James, thank you. We love you. We're going to read another James book someday. I've, we're already, I'm calling that right now. That's, we're coming back to this guy's, this, this guy's library at some point. I feel, uh, for the first time at the end of an episode, I feel like I've been uplifted. I have energy. Yeah, I can tell your life is... Uh, completely changed. Blink is open for another 15 minutes. Maybe I'll just run right over, take a dump and come on back. <laughs> hey, that was good stuff. I feel like I'm ready to fight anybody who comes my way, but better yet, maybe I'm ready to do whatever I can to avoid confrontation. I'm to start. Which is kind of what, I, uh, what I've been doing. Just making some heavy bags and put them up for sale on the website. That's my, yeah, that's our big takeaway is that we got to get into the bag business. Heavy bags specifically. Let's stop there is a good self-defense thing. That's true. The Let's Stop Their Self-Defense class, kick a bag for an hour, listen to our podcast, done. $100 a session. If we don't make you angry enough to hurt that bag, nothing will. <laughs> that's right. That's the ticket. All right. That's it. That's the end of the episode. I felt like that was a good one. I feel like it's a good place to leave off. Um, hey, thanks to Chris Linguist for our beautiful artwork. Thanks to Morris Reese for our music. You can find us at letstopthere.com. Hit us up on social media. Give us a phone call. 567-309-0357. Give us a call. We'll play your voicemail on the show and reply. Uh, We're waiting patiently by the phone. Nobody's calling. It's really upsetting. And uh, frankly, I think I'm about to freak out if you don't call. That's that's it. Say goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Well, that was good.